Blog Talk Radio. joining us live tonight for what is a very spontaneous episode, as well as those of you who are listening to this show across time in the future, because one of the greatest things that we can come to know is that there really is no time. The energy of your presence here is with me now. And I greatly appreciate those of you who are tuning in to listen. And for those who are in this time right now, uh, today is January 17th, 2017. And I want to say to the listeners, welcome back. I know that we have had a bit of a break, almost a month or real, yeah, real close to a month because the last show was right on the solstice, and I do appreciate how many of you are exploring the archive, and I continue to encourage that, which is at FrontierBeyondFear.com, and also to follow the Twitter page, um, which is um, my Bridge Builder page, which has been out for a while, and it's actually, there's a link on the show page today, because I'm going to start surfacing various um, gems in the archive on that page. And the reason I felt led to simply come on the air tonight is because it is really clear, and it almost goes without saying, although across time it may not be as obvious, that this time that we find ourselves in is one of tremendous change For many of us, it can be a time of confusion, uncertainty, personally, and at a global level. And I felt guided to come on the air just to to share some of my own thoughts without even getting into real specific areas here in terms of I know that this show brings in people many different viewpoints. I I am well aware of that. And we all have in our own personal lives people with many different views. And I think that, that one of the things that has been challenging for for many of us is 
we find ourselves making assumptions about why a person acts a certain way or has a certain view, and that if we really look, um, if we really attempt to listen to the pulse of what is happening in our world and our society, I feel that what we would find most of all is that there are a lot of people who are really hurting right now in one way or another and are reaching out for something that they may not even know how to define. And if we can get to that level of seeing that there is very real trauma in our world and in many lives right now and begin to understand that that then can be the basis of things that can be very confusing in multiple ways. And in, there are no sides to this. It's, it's more of a shared experience. And I'm not trying to say that there aren't a great many people who are also having fulfilling, happy lives and everywhere in between. But what we really see in our society right now is the need for having our basic needs met. I feel that that is the basis of everything. And then also just this incredible healing and growth process that we find ourselves at here. Because one of the things that I discovered many years ago after traveling many a spiritual path and exploring and asking so many questions, and I'm not saying I'm done asking questions. I've been asking lots of questions too. I think a lot of us have been asking a lot of questions right now about how does it all work? What, is it, what does it mean for God, spirit, the universe, the multiverse to be omnipresent? How does spirit act through us? How do we ourselves become defined in this world and grow? Where do we come from? What was our past, so to speak? What's the nature of time to begin with? Because we do come to believe that linear time is an illusion. So what does that mean in terms of our lives here now and our our other incarnations for those of us who are very much drawn to not only believing in reincarnation, but in my own case, in really seeing evidence of reincarnation, which is something that personally got me involved in the spiritual community early on. Although truthfully, it's something I've, I have not been actively exploring, and that may be changing soon, where I do start to explore some of that more openly and actively again. Because when we can begin to see clues of why are we here, what are we doing, why do we have these challenges, and where is God, and what are the roles of miracles in our lives, because we all see them, we can, all of us, each and one, every one of us, if we choose to really look, find some example in our lives of a miraculous healing, whether we heard about it or it was something we saw or it happened to us ourselves or something mysterious or just 
the right thing happening at the right time, those meaningful synchronicities, those meaningful coincidences, which is how we come to see them. And you can say to yourself, oh, that's just a coincidence. But when it starts to happen more and more, and if you really think about it, even in terms of statistics, I have a mathematical background, although truthfully, like many of us, many years out from our college educations, I don't claim to have an active knowledge of mathematics today um, like I did back then to a degree, um, seeing that I was also a computer scientist. But when you think about simple statistical chances, just a basic knowledge, you don't even need any training, to think of some of these impossible things, and I put that, that word impossible in quotes, these things that just happen to us, the right person at the right time, the right job connection, whatever it might be, perhaps you're thinking about something, and then there it is right in front of you. How can that be? Well, to see that the... This world that we're living in is so much more than we're taught to believe. And one of the things I feel can really help us at this time is it's far too easy to be pulled into what has become a very dominant world view that we don't live in anything other than a strictly material, rationalistic reality, a scientific, and I put scientific in quotes because what is science if not discovering truth? And we can often close down truth when we're afraid. But if you believe in the world in a non-miraculous way, you're not necessarily and I say this very carefully, going to be as aware of what truly is a remarkable reality around us. The more that you open yourself up to that, the more that you simply say, fine, even if you don't really believe it, even if you just have a small inkling of a belief, if you just say, sure, show me, show me, Show me, show me, universe. I don't even believe in you, perhaps. You know, I don't know what you are. In fact, a lot of times when you see the harshness of what's going on right now, one of the things in the news this week is somebody found a pendant related to Anne Frank. And I don't believe it was something she actually wore, from my understanding, but it, there were not, there were maybe two of these made, and it was another girl who was wearing this, and she is thought to have been wearing one too, if I understand this correctly, and over time, this story may evolve. Now, when you think about what happened in those times, I mean, there is nothing more horrifying, although I'm sure we can come up with many examples in human history of some pretty horrifying things. And so you ask yourself, why? Part of my journey has been very much so early on. Part of my own awakening was coming to terms with what God, putting that term in quotes, could be. Because we look around us in this world and we see a lot of harsh things. 
And I have, during the course of my journey, talked to a number of atheists and agnostics, even leaders in that movement online or used to be on social media. And generally what leads to that feeling, and it's perfectly understandable, is that this feeling of how could there be, how could there be some kind of more um, powerful reality because that would be really frightening if it exists. That's the key, is the fear. Fear closes us down to opening up to things, and it can take years. I, I'm sitting here in my room raising my hand as if you could see me. If I was sitting in front of you in a group, I would say, I am the first person who has taken years and continues to take years because I'm a human being like everybody else. We're all on this journey to work with fear. And that's why we have this show. That's how this show came into being because of how important it is to explore our relationship with fear and what fear can do when we allow it to shut down our expansiveness in opening up to what is actual reality and opening up to exploring these greater questions that are worth exploring and especially now at this time. You know, there is uncertainty on the earth, and everybody sees that. But when you come to know that there really is a greater reality, when you come to see something that that really came to me in some pretty synchronistic and impossible ways, when I myself asked to get to be shown the way, when you realize that we are here to grow, that we existed before we came here, and that we are human beings that could not have emerged from anything else because of omnipresent divinity. But we chose to come here. We chose to come here to grow. And who can know all of the purposes of the divine? You know, we can explore that. I'm sure many of you have heard this expressed. Many years ago when I first heard this, I'd never heard it before, that we are essentially divine beings having a human experience. And we're here in a kind of a sandbox. That would be a term that a scientist might use. This is like a prototype. This is a a lab. This is a place where we prototype reality because real reality is so much greater. And yet the irony of all of that is this place is miraculous because of the ways that we explore re-deriving love. And so... If I can share that with you right now, that that's what we're doing, we are re-deriving love, seemingly from scratch. But there's a lot of help, because you can never be away from that help. And if I could encourage those of you who are feeling despair, 
who are feeling, hey, what's happening here? I would encourage you to find a way to re-derive love in every relationship in your life. Everyone you see, every situation where you don't understand, and maybe it's really easy to jump to some snap conclusion, but then if you take a step back and think, well, what is that person's life experience? Maybe they haven't been exposed to the same things I have. Maybe there are ways that we can help. Maybe there are ways that we can come together and begin to understand the basis of our thinking. Maybe there are ways that we can change together in the ways that we need to change, in the deeper ways, in the more powerful ways, in the more lasting ways, not the surface level, oh, this has changed without really acknowledging that it has, not the um, spinning of reality, which is so popular. I've been actually away from the news, which is fascinating because I had an issue. In fact, I blogged about it. You can find, by the way, the Frontier Beyond Fear blog, and I need to be blogging more again because I really enjoyed doing it. And you can always go to my blog. There's past posts there too, and I hope to do more. Basically, um, the cable into my house when they upgraded the equipment was not really up to par of the new equipment. This had happened a while ago. And finally, when the thing was moved, or I don't know what happened, the thing just went out. And rather than restore it, I haven't had TV on in my house for a month. And that has been a really amazing experience because I have to tell you, again, raising my hand as if I was standing in front of you because I know many of us are like this, I used to be totally a news junkie and I felt it happening to me again where I was watching, you know, all the different opinion shows because news isn't really what it once was, although we don't know what it ever once was because we all know that the news comes from various organizations too. And if we're really honest with ourselves, we'll see that those things have an influence on the news. And there's evidence of that. There's evidence of that recently. But even that aside, all the debating and the shouting and the interpretations and the endless, endless, endless analysis and just, you know, yes, it's good to know what's going on in the world, but just the voices themselves, just even voices that one might consider relatively gentle and helpful, it, it wasn't working for me. And that's why I feel it was shut down. It was shut down. And instead, I've been listening to music. Sometimes I listen to NPR news. Sometimes I, I, I still, we always are going to get news in this world if we're connected in one way or another. Um, but the thing is, is, it's led me, and I think this might be helpful for others out there, and it doesn't matter. Believe me, I have talked to people of multiple points of view, and believe it or not, those of you who may be of one or the other, there's actually frustration all the way around. <laughs> like, this whole situation is, you know, we, what's, you know, nobody's getting anybody. Nobody understands anybody. And there's a lot of people saying, hey, I'm not really like that. People are thinking that I'm like this and I'm not like that. There's all these projections going on. And when I look at that, what I see at the middle is 
We are a society with unmet needs. We are not yet meeting those. You know, you can say, and, and when gross statements go out saying, oh, but yes, we are, we are. Yes, maybe to a degree, but we need to get to the point, and who knows? I'm going to contradict myself right now because we're human beings. We're having this experience. We're here on this planet. And so perhaps this is why I'm doing this show. I'm just going to flow with it. Perhaps why we're here deriving this, which I know have explored many times, is to be okay with having some unmet needs. Hey, where were we before? We would have to believe we were in some version of heaven. Put that in quotes because I doubt that's a very passive place. I would tend to think heaven is not just, you know, blissing out on a cloud, although I'm sure there's some of that, Um, maybe not clouds. I think it's probably the most creative, adventurous, incredible place that you could even imagine, that it's beyond imagination what the divine place is. And ironically, this place can begin to look that way at times. And people have always glimpsed that. And so what can we do? This is a brief episode. I just decided to come on for no more than about half an hour, although I've been known to to sometimes to continually go over, to occasionally go over that when, when I have one of these episodes. But the thing is, is there are so many things that we can be doing to reach out to other people. I was thinking the other day about how, I don't know if this even happens anymore, but years ago I heard about how Palestinian youth and Israeli youth were getting together to talk. I remember seeing this on some, this was a news program. I'm not trying to say all news is bad. It's not. But I remember seeing this. And did they agree about everything? No. Did they see that maybe there was something that they weren't totally getting about this other person, that maybe they were projecting something that is not totally true, or maybe sometimes they might have been right, that there could be situations where things really were harshly, harshly divided. It doesn't matter. Whatever the reality is, we're not going to get anywhere without understanding every single degree of difference from ourselves, from beginning to enter into the heads of one another. And that goes both ways, to begin to learn why we believe what we believe, why we are who we are, how we view freedom, how we view being ourselves, how we view what it means to live in a growing, thriving, evolving civilization, what it means, how we can begin to to work together again. That doesn't mean giving up on those things that you hold dear. Many of you out there feel very strongly about certain things. You may change, though. Believe me, one of the things that I put on this page is something I don't mention very often, but many years ago, many of us used to talk on the Oprah Forum, and some of those people are still out here 
that was an amazing place that they defined years ago. And what made it amazing was the fact that we came together every day, this group, all these different people, some from other parts of the world, some here with totally different viewpoints. And, yes, yeah, some people, you know, sometimes all of us would get a little bit um, feisty at times, but other times we began to understand one another. And sometimes there were huge, dramatic shifts in a heart where it was like, oh, my gosh, they suddenly got it. And that could go all ways, folks. We have to be so careful. And I'm not saying, oh, you suddenly get some harsh thing that you would never want to get. That's not what I'm talking about. You suddenly get that human human basis and maybe that trauma or that lack of exposure to this or that. Maybe you haven't been exposed to some particular belief system that really it would help for you to understand. Not even all the details necessarily, but the hearts of the people. Where can we connect? Heart to heart to heart. That's the answer. It's not easy right now. It's very, very tempting to perhaps withdraw. I've been kind of withdrawn myself. I mean, this show, there are reasons why this show hasn't been on. I'm actually in the midst of kind of a major um, transition, all positive. It's just taking up a lot of time. And I've intentionally put this show on break just because there's been some unpredictability in my schedule. And you really need that when you schedule these guests because I honor their time. And so I need to be careful when I can't predict my own time. But the more I feel that this is a value, I don't want this show to be quiet for too long. And tonight it's really teaching me that even if I can't predict the schedule, and wow, that time's gone by fast. That happens so much. Here we are. We're almost to the end of the live broadcast. In fact, because we are almost to the end, and I may go slightly over, which I'm known to do on occasion. Um, and by the way, if you are listening live, all you have to do if I do go slightly over is call 310-807-5104, and you can listen live to the rest. Um, this is also a teleconference, this show. I remind people of that every once in a while. This show is both online and a teleconference, and I do hope to get it out to more venues. I know I've been saying, seems like every January I say that, how I want to get more web things out. And, I, you know, this year I'm really, I've been playing with how to create videos, and I really believe there's, there are opportunities to get more things out on YouTube, and there are a lot of exciting things that can be done. And when I think about how we can be sharing more and more heart-to-heart, I have said it before, when I first defined this show, I really hope we can start going that direction more. I may bring people of different viewpoints on at times so that we can just explore what's at the basis. People who are ready to share at the heart level, that's the key. I mean, if we're just shouting at one another or whatever, that's not going to help. But if we can get to a place where we can start to see shades of difference, that helps too. It starts to step us towards one another. I was 
the granddaughter of an evangelical minister. I never knew him. He had an influence on our family, certainly. I mean, I kind of knew him by phone. I didn't ever go to his church, I guess, to be fair. So it wasn't like, but I certainly grew up in a very conservative church. And I know just from my own experience, if you begin to understand, you know, what is it like to live in a worldview where the end times is very active? What does that mean? How does that influence people? And those of us who, you know, we may all believe some version of that. It can actually appear in many different belief systems. The end times, by the way, in more conservative Christianity is really what ushers in heaven on earth, which is like the beginning times. So if you start to look at, you know, what is a new ager, for example? Well, new agers totally believe in a new age. I mean, that was the idea to begin with. Now there's all kinds of things that can be associated with that term. I happily claim, and I think many of us are, in the sense that we believe something more miraculous, more visibly miraculous, a more golden age, a more golden age. It doesn't have to be totally golden because, you know, once that happens, we're back in heaven. And I'm not sure when that's going to happen for us as a planet. I don't know what the plan is there. A lot of us were planning that in 2012. And then, you know, I did a show back then um, around this time about how we were integrating it not happening. Now, live audience, I know you're leaving us. Um, FrontierBeyondFear.com is the place for once I start putting more guests on, when the schedule gets a little more predictable, I have a whole bunch of them lined up just ready to go. And I invite you to visit the archive, too. I really do. There are some real gems out there to explore. Please take a look at it. And I also, um, okay, now we are strictly in the podcast talking across time, although we've been doing that all along. Let's talk about that concept for a minute. I've explored that occasionally uh, once or twice in a workshop that I've done. What does it mean to simply be conscious of energy across time? It's really easy. It's not rocket science at all. It's just a matter of my having awareness right now that there are those of you, some of you I know very well, others I don't know at all, who are simply listening. And you're with me now. And I'm not alone because I know you're here. And I can feel that energy. It doesn't even require my being you know, psychically aware of so-and-so is out there or whatever. No, no. It's just knowing the energy of people that are sharing in this space across time. And when you do that, suddenly you kind of transcend time. It's a very simple exercise. Um, It's something even a child can do. When I was a child, I had a habit of speaking to my future self I loved putting little dates on the wall as to where I was. And then like a year later, looking at that and then thinking about the person who wrote the date, that's all it took for me to somehow consciously connect. No, we weren't having a real conversation per se, but I certainly remembered who she was. You know, a year ago, I wrote a date on a wall 
and I remember what I was doing during that time, if it was a hard time. In fact, here's an exercise for those of you going through challenging times or just feeling like the whole world is one big challenge right now, and I know, heck, that's going all around. I mean, we're all looking at it right now. It doesn't, again, I know you're from all different views. doesn't matter. You can all see there's divisiveness here. And um, I know from talking to people firsthand, there is concern. And that's a start, people. That's a beautiful start when we all start to be concerned that, hey, we're becoming really divided. Now, maybe not all of us are concerned about that, but there are those who are. And that is a helpful step towards one another because the minute you start to see that, you're already less divided. You're already less divided. And um, you get closer together without necessarily having to agree because you start to say, hey, you know, we need one another. And you all know someone out there that has a different viewpoint. You know these people, and it doesn't matter what that view is. Love that person. Love that person. It's really important right now. Trust that that person who maybe doesn't agree with you or is really way out there for you perhaps had something in their journey that got them to where they are. I mean, that's necessarily the case. And love is really important right now. Empathy is very important right now. And taking the steps, doing the work, and doing our own work in our own hearts, because where we can feel the most divided sometimes is with God or with any notion of the divine. We can often feel like we don't even want to believe in it, and that's fine. I can understand that when the world is this harsh. We can sometimes not be able, I've been through it, believe me, not be able to come up with a definition of God that we can accept. And you know, that is very important. People will often say, well, this is God, and they'll tell you what God is. And I may do that as well and tell you God is unconditionally loving. To somebody else, that's not acceptable. They need a conditionally loving God. I need a God who doesn't give up on anybody ever. I need a God who's truly omnipresent, which many of us agree on if we're talking about God or Goddess, by the way, because I don't believe we need to put any kind of strict definition in that way. And beyond that, how do we know? Okay, I'm going to keep going here. That's fine. How do we know what's out there in just this universe alone? And yes, we know now there is evidence of other universes. The scientists are starting to see that too or certainly speculate about it. But let's just talk about this universe. Let's just talk about what we can see nearby. Our scientists are starting to see planets. Our scientists, I saw just the other day, are trying to come up with new ways to communicate with the planets, all based in technology, which is probably not very useful because 
truthfully, advanced societies, even if they were technological, are going to be so far beyond the blink of the eye kind of technology we have. Not to mention, we don't know what's out there. We know harsh things happen here. I'm not about to be afraid, but the thing is, is those of us who are aware of very real synchronicities, those of us who are aware of evidence of reincarnation, those of us who are aware that the materialistic reality that is often thrust upon us without any real evidence that that's real, uh, because many of us have seen the evidence that there's more to it, and people who are studying quantum physics are starting to see that in a more traditional way, but it doesn't require that. Personal experience goes beyond belief. Evidence goes beyond belief. And if you really want to look at it, this alternative research that goes on, it's not junk. It's very real stuff. It's just that we're very afraid because that's the way science is. It's it sits in its own little box until the box just just bursts, and then you go to the next one, and that's where we're at there. Um, I trust we will expand. But when we think about these planets out there, and this is no longer fringe to think about this. It used to be judged as fringe. Well, guess what? Of course we're not. The most naive thing that you could ever possibly think is that we're totally alone. How we ever even talked about that is amazing because to me that is extremely middle ages in thinking it's it's just naive in such a vast place so in any case we need to start thinking about who we are who are we because we're starting to see evidence which we should have known existed before we just couldn't see it that we live in a far vaster reality than we used to fully know. Now we can see things. And we're still making assumptions. We make assumptions about life all the time. Heck, I grew up a Trekkie. Anyone who watched Star Trek knows that the minute you make assumptions about where life can be, you're probably wrong. The minute you make assumptions about, I'm sure, how planets evolve, you are surely wrong because I'm sure there are many that were never technological at all. And I think that many of us are coming to realize that technology, industrialization, it's a certain path that a planet can go down. I bet I'm sure there are others. I'm sure we can speculate that there are many others, but it's surely not the only path because we're in a greater reality and we are able to see evidence of that if we choose to look for it. And that's where we need to be heading right now because it's extremely important that we define not necessarily being all of us the same. We'll never be all the same and we don't want to be. Why were we created as these individuals here? but really exploring who we are in a shared way. What are those common things that we share? What are these experiences of consciousness 
that we're sharing. There are people studying this. The HeartMath Institute, for example, I need to get one of those people on one of these days. They're studying all kinds of things that are very easily demonstrated. I happened to be at an event where um, Greg Braden was doing some experiments and talking about that, not with the equipment that they use, but just um, we were doing some experiments based in the heart. And it's amazing the things that we can come to know if we simply open ourselves up. But what stops us is fear. It really is scary in a way to cross that threshold into knowing that, hey, there is something more here. There is something more here. That's a huge realization, especially when you start to see the evidence of it, because that immediately brings up the ethical questions. That's why it's a challenging realization, and that's why people are cautious about it. Because you then ask, well, why? You cannot help but ask why. Why are these things happening? Why are we here? Why, you know, just just why? That, that becomes the next question. So what I want to encourage all of you, and this kind of went on longer than I expected and rambled on a bit, but we need to think expansively. That's all I can say. And I hope that this show can be a conduit to thinking more expansively. When we think about other planets, it's not all nuts and bolts. In fact, that to me is really almost a waste of time. Because truthfully, if there are advanced civilizations out there, they're going to be higher consciousness civilizations. And there are so many examples of many of us who have felt the presence of a greater we. I mean, what an amazing multiversal reality it would be to know that there are benevolent races that have developed their consciousness to the point that, believe me, you don't need a signal to reach out to somebody who is already fully aware of the omnipresence of God, of spirit, of the universe, of however you choose to label it. Throw out all the old labels if they're upsetting. Use a new one. It doesn't matter. Of that experience that you can't explain, declared impossible. That's what you want to look for. And yeah, quantum physics is going to help us. I do believe it. It's come along at an excellent time. But I think more is coming our way. So that's what I'm looking for. But I'm looking for the expansive researchers, the ones who are really unfolding what's going on and not I'm not really interested right now in exploring a bunch of fear-based things. That's not where I choose to place my focus. I want to see where we're really looking at the expansive nature of consciousness and reality and what we're learning. So, And I may, once again, raise my hand and join that group because I've done some of my own 
studies, and it needs to be developed quite a bit more. And many of us come from scientific backgrounds, but you don't have to. There are so many intelligent people. You don't even have to be particularly intelligent if you are a person of the heart and you can talk about what you feel, if you can talk about your own experiences, if you can talk about, I heard, I actually hadn't known this story until fairly recently, that in my own family, one of my aunts was cured from polio. And that actually resulted in a huge religious awakening within my own family. I hadn't really known that story until fairly recently. I, it doesn't matter to me, although it does to some, and I will very much acknowledge that, what the belief system was. To me, it was that power of prayer that worked. And it's a total mystery how this happened. I have personally experienced with a family member what I feel, in fact, more than once, more than once, just impossible things happening and even huge synchronicities at the same time, like sitting in a medical waiting room, when you wish upon a star is playing on the intercom, just on a, and not, you know, it's actually playing on some, um, it was like a holiday CD, kind of unusual. And then you find out that something that could have been cancer is gone, just disappeared. And that's not the first time. That happens a lot. I have a friend who had that occur with spinal cancer. Just It was stage four. It was really terminal. And this person is alive and walking around today. Just disappeared. Did not need treatment. It does happen. Sometimes it doesn't happen. In a similar situation, healing came through a medical way. Um, it didn't happen so spontaneously. We've all seen it in different ways, but we can't explain these amazing things that happen. You know, it can be as simple as thinking about someone and they call you. I mean, we've all talked about that. We've all had that happen all of our lives. Nowadays, we're so connected to social media, nobody's calling anybody anymore. <laughs> but... Um, we all used to talk about that, and it can happen. Oh, and huge, oh, my gosh. Um, like when my father transitioned, we're real close to that time of year when he transitioned. There were amazing things that happened. I mean, I literally, on the day of his burial, if I recall, it was the day of his burial, the newspaper that came to the door was laying on the step, and I documented this at the time, and it had like a little overlay covering it, and it had the words, Dad Cemetery on it, plain as can be. That's impossible. Look at that statistically. Absolutely impossible. How did that happen? And it can happen more and more if you start to observe it. These are not things that we're imagining. 
these are not things where we're, oh, you just match that pattern that that newspaper on the front page happened to say that, you know, oh, that's just your mind looking for red cars. You know, you're looking for something like that. I I wasn't looking for anything in that newspaper that morning, and anyone who saw that thought that was pretty amazing, and I took a picture of it too. And it happens quite often um, for a lot of people, not just for me. How do you explain it? We live in a different fabric of reality that many of us are taught, and we need to claim it. That's what I feel is becoming more important. Now that we know that we're not alone, we need to decide what kind of a planet are we? What kind of a planet are we? And we do this work by ourselves, too. What kind of a person am I? Who do I choose to be? Do I choose to be a loving person? What do I choose to believe? What do I choose to accept? What do I choose not to accept? But when I don't accept it, how then am I going to help to get the word out as to, hey, where are we lacking in understanding here? What's going on? I don't accept this. However, apparently you do. Let's have a conversation. Well, maybe that becomes shouting. This is what happened on the Oprah Forum, but it didn't always a lot of time we began to discover that we didn't really understand one another, that we were projecting that that person believed this real extreme thing, and it really wasn't that, but it was something else that we still didn't agree with, and we got a little closer, and then we just kind of began to understand, oh, okay, well, I do kind of get that, you know, you believe this and that, and boy, I can't accept that. I mean, I'm not saying that we have to all be agreeing. We need to start understanding. That's what we need to do. Every step you make to understanding someone else's journey that took them to a place that was different than yours, that may not be taking us all to a very healthy place, although truthfully, if we're not talking to one another, we're not in a very healthy place, um, no matter what. We need to have hope. We need to have faith. We need to begin to understand how growth works on this planet. And again, I'm raising my hand saying I've been mystified too. We all go through it. We're human beings. We don't always get it. We don't need to know. We don't tend to know every single answer. That's why we're here. In fact, if you claim to know every single answer, there's probably a problem. And that's true of someone who claims that that you're talking to. Um, We're all exploring. So that's the key is where do we find that place where we meet in the middle? Where do we find that place, those simple places of understanding? How do we share who we are? How do you tell someone? You know, we can't even explain to one another on this planet who we are as individuals. How do we expect to share with some other civilization out there what humanity is? What is humanity? Who are we? Who are you? Who do you choose to be? Where is love in your life? How have you felt it? How have you seen things in your life where something happened 
that was just amazing and you couldn't explain it or maybe it happened to your aunt or your sister or your brother and you believed it because you saw it. Oh, you know, that was a mystery. Do you want to experience a greater reality? It's there for us. It's there. It's right here. And if things are happening that feel adverse, this is where trust comes into play. How do we trust that whatever's going on is going to help us all grow, is going to help us all look in the mirror and really look at the roots of things? It's very tempting right now to look at a bunch of surface-level things and explanations and all kinds of stuff that isn't helping us right now. We have to look at the center, at the core. We need to look deeper. Who are we? Who do we choose to be? And as you do that, life starts to expand. It starts to get better. There may be things going on that are incredibly challenging. I've had some pretty significant challenges the last few years. I don't talk about them very much here occasionally, but not much, not really in any detail. Some of them kind of came across live, like when a loved one had a health challenge. That kind of happened right around the time of a particular episode, and it just happened. We all are having things happen to us personally, and at a greater level as well. Some of them are unpleasant. Can just begin to trust. They are helping us to grow. If we can just begin to trust in that, then everything eases. Breathe. Look around you. I live in a beautiful place, although a lot of people have been kind of not too happy. In fact, tonight, if you, I'm not live anymore, but... Um, those who are listening anywhere, really, where there is adverse weather, I mean, we've had it in the Pacific Northwest. It's been pretty rough. I've been kind of at home a lot because of that, and um, a lot of people have. But we have another ice storm that just hit us. It blindsided us today. No one was expecting it, and here it is. And we've had one weather event after another, and I know across the country where I used to live in Kansas City, it's really rough right now, and there have been tornadoes in the south. I've experienced those too. I've never been in a hurricane. Of course, it's not that time of year, but I can guarantee worldwide there are weird things going on with the weather because that certainly is true. And the thing is, is even in the midst of that, Find those things that you can treasure in your life. Find those things that are beautiful. The snow is gorgeous. Also, I was looking out at these huge icicles forming. I may have to put a picture on a page. I took a picture and, and sent it to a friend um, just locally about these icicles, and she said, don't get under those. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I learned that in, in other states. You don't stand under tall buildings with, with big icicles hanging because, um, in fact, those of you in Portland, be careful with those icicles or anywhere else. But anyway, um, they're still beautiful. Um, truthfully, even when I used to see more 
dramatic weather, like tornadoes weather in Kansas. I I was I've been mesmerized by the look of those clouds since I was a child. Um, because I happened to have a relative who was a meteorologist and so I was fascinated and even worked with weather for a time and really enjoyed it. Um so in any case, find those things that give you peace. Music is helping me. In fact tonight I can't wait to go back to the Portland Classical Station that I've been listening to regularly. And I wish I could tell you exactly where it is, but I always find it on an analog dial, and I just kind of stumble onto it. And I stumble onto any number of other things, too, that are really cool. Um, But I'm going back to the music tonight because it helps me to breathe. It helps me to be at peace. It helps me to reflect. It helps with what we need right now energetically I feel and it's also helping me right now when I'm not listening to it at all so anyway I see I actually managed to go an hour which means the show's about to shut down I always appreciate how blog talk radio gives us a little extra time I think it's about to I think it's double whatever you define it maybe longer I don't know but um I do want to encourage you to go to FrontierBeyondFear.com. There is just such a wealth of oh, just wonderful shows. We've got um, now we're in the seventh year of episodes, um, and so I may start surfacing those more, as I've said. I always say that, and I am. And the Twitter page, I'd love to interact with you on Twitter and Facebook, which is kind of a fledgling page still. I keep meaning to get more content out there. But feel free to come by Facebook, too, and interact, because I would love to hear from you. Or if you'd like to email the the show, that is info at FrontierBeyondFear.com. Your emails are welcome. If you have a topic or guest suggestion, that is welcome. Although I will tell you right now, we're kind of, we got a lot of guests in the queue just because, again, I'm waiting for the schedule to become a bit more predictable and then I'll be able to bring guests on. But I think I'll be coming on again and we may have a a couple of more spontaneous guests come on where we don't have to carefully schedule as much. Um, but um, just keep an eye out for these shows. Follow the show on Blog Talk Radio. I always forget to tell people that. That will give you an email announcing when there's a show. In just a moment, when I finish this show, it's going to tell everybody that we just had a show and they can listen to the podcast. So that's another way I very much welcome that. And you need to get a Blog Talk Radio login to follow the show and get those notifications. If you feel guided to support the show energetically or in some other way, that's welcome to, and that's at FrontierBeyondFear.com. How to do that, this is a listener-supported show, and it continues to expand, even if it's relatively quiet right now, because um, I know that there is just there are some really cool places that we're going to be heading in the year to come as we continue to explore and find ways to understand one another, to find ways to begin to get a greater definition of who we are, what do we share, and also, who do I choose to be? 
Who do we choose to be? And there can be beautiful diversity within that, even while sharing. Take care, everyone. I will see you hopefully soon. Thank you.